Hey everybody, and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. We are here this week to talk about comics and the High Republic, specifically. Uh, real quick, I know everybody's like looking forward to Bad Batch, and we're going to get to that. But uh, I want to split things up and get a little bit of High Republic stuff out, because I want to talk High Republic. And I don't want to talk by myself. So I brought a really, really good friend. Somebody you all know and love from Blue Harvest Podcast. It's Hollis Burkhart. Hey, buddy. Thanks for having me again. Of course. As always, like, when I think about talking comics, I think about who I'm going to have fun talking comics with. And, like, it's like the same four names in the hat. It's like you, King Tom, Rashad, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I just appreciate when you... Uh... When you ask me to come on, it lights a fire for me to read stuff I've been putting off. So, I feel like this is like a safe little thing that's like not because sometimes like there's so much Star Wars stuff it can get overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Hey, did you watch like the Bad Batch? Oh crap, we're like 11 episodes in. I don't know if I can do that. Like, you know, or like oh like which comics? Oh, but that series is already on the 75th issue. Like I don't know. But High Republic, we're still like in the place where there's only like five issues out so far. Phase one kind of has come out and phase two is just starting like they just released those books so i was like hey dude if you haven't like started the comics there's only five issues can we do yeah. this <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i think they're really good spoiler alert yeah dude they like okay like there's two series is going on right now and one of them is the high republic adventures and the other one is the high republic we're going to talk the first five issues of the high republic which is there is no fear yeah uh, this is uh the Marvel series, right? And yeah, the Marvel. Adventures like the main is IDW? Yeah, IDW, yeah. and that's the Daniel Jose Older series, which also rocks, by the way. Um, and we will talk about that on another podcast. And I know people are like going to be hella excited for the Bad Batch, because I am hella excited for the Bad Batch right now. But I promise you, we're going to get to it next week. I just like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I got to break up the hype here. There's High Republic hype, and there's Bad Batch hype. Yeah, I and I feel like, I feel like the, like this past episode of the Bad Batch and the next episode, are kind of like a nice little two-parter, right? So, it might yeah, it be seems nice that to way. discuss them together. That's the plan. That's the master plan. You see, right. th you see through my Palpatine plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how you been, man? I've been pretty good, buddy. How yeah. how are you and the family doing? Yeah, we're doing all right. Uh, we took a little mini vacation to Big Bear, dude. Yeah, I know. I was texting yeah. with you while you were there. That sounds that, like a well, good time. I, I found pictures of raccoons, and I figured you yeah. would appreciate it. You know, anytime yeah. I'm around in the wild and I see raccoons, I think of my friend Hollis. And I'm like, Did hey. Did you um, run across any actual raccoons or any bears that were perhaps big in size? Nothing at all. No wildlife oh. was to be seen. But I will, so like we rented this little like cabin mm -hmm. and it like, like we, we couldn't live there <laughs> like with kids, but like, you know, if it was just me and Liz, like, I think we could live there and be very, very happy. It was like very cozy, very small. Uh, mm -hmm. There was like a little beds upstairs and then a little bedroom downstairs, a beautiful balcony that had a really nice view of the mountains. So like we didn't have a lake view, but like we got a really solid view and that's why I chose that one. Cause it was like pretty cheap, but I think cause it was far away from the water. Um, but it had a really nice view of the mountains and the sky and little deck and it had a jacuzzi. Like we got the jacuzzi, man. It was cool. It was good nice. times. Um, and we went with my mom cause my mom came to visit 
And every time my mom comes to visit, she's like, what are we doing? And like, we never do anything because Liz is always busy. And like, you know, the kids are in school, you know, but this time we were like, you know what? Like, let's break out for a weekend. So we got a weekend up there. No animals, no bears. At night, I thought I heard people yelling and I went outside and it was wolves howling. Oh, that's Everywhere, cool. dude. And it was oh, both nights. Cool. So that was pretty dope. And I told, like, oh. Axel the second night, I was like, dude, did you hear the wolves last night? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, come out with me. Like, tomorrow we'll go when it's, like, night. I went outside on the deck before I went to bed, you know, just, like, breathe some fresh air. Look at the skies and stars and, like, dream like Ray looking at a, a, a spaceship <laughs> flying away or something. Uh, and he came out with me. and like, And it sounds like chaos. Oh, yeah. And I was like, who is partying right now? And then I realized it was wolves. That's awesome. So that was pretty dope. Um, yeah, it was really, really nice. Got to relax, got to unplug a little bit. Um, it was not as empty as I thought it would be. I was like, oh, with COVID, it's like people come here to ski. So like if we go in during the warm months, it'll be fine. There was still a lot of people there. But we didn't leave the cabin yeah. too much, so we were fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But let's see, what do we got here? Uh, I'm going to run through the business real quick. You can check us out at therogerebels.com. Go like our Facebook page. Hit us up on Instagram and TikTok at therogerebels. Tweet us at rogerebelsfam. Axel is playing video game Thursdays. I think he played Inside uh, with Lizzie yelling at him in the chat because she's really good at that game. Uh, <laughs> as recent episodes of Star Wars Geek Girl, me and Axel were on episode of Star Wars Geek Girl talking about... No, not Bounty Lost. What was the next one? Uh, whatever was the last episode of Bad Batch, Common Ground. Okay. Um, which was a lot of fun with Zoe. And I got Spotify playlists. So go look up Rogue Rebels on Spotify and you'll not only find our Spotify, but I have all the shows separated. So if you only want Bad Batch episodes, that's where you find a whole playlist that gets you them episodes. Haas, where do people yes, find sir. you on the internets and all your wonderful creations? So uh, you can follow me at Blue Harvest Pod on Twitter. Um, and you can find my Star Wars podcast. Uh, we release every Friday evening, uh, and that's Blue Harvest with me and my buddy Will. Um, and that's available pretty much anywhere you would listen to a podcast. And then my buddy Steve and I just launched our new video game podcast. Um, it's about five episodes in, so if you like video games, check out the High Potion podcast. Super rad. I've been checking out the High Potion. First of all, all your podcasts have the best intro music ever. And I don't think it's ever going to be topped, ever. Like, That's my buddy Steve, man. You know, That's that so, Steve magic. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it just is what it is. And, and every time there was in, I don't know if you remember, like, way back in the day when there would be, like, yeah, Star Wars Podcast Awards. And it would be, mm -hmm. like, Blue Harvest for best intro music. And I'm like, that, that makes sense. Like, yeah. You know, like, you can't yeah, vote I, for anybody else. I just, that, that's what it is. Yeah, we got uh, we got nominated two years in a row for that mm -hmm. and won the second year. Well earned. Uh, let's see what else we got. Yeah, I think that's about it. I don't think there's too much else. Uh, I guess like little kind of quick news thingies. We got the like announcement of Star Wars Visions. It's coming September 22nd, but they revealed the cover of that book. Did you see the cover of Ronin? Of course I did, buddy. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm living in a simulation Dude. because of visions and Ronin. You're literally talking to like dream, dream come come true type scenarios. Dude, for my yeah. personal taste, 
it looks super rad and it's like an ex sith wonders the like blah 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 like or so like the even the description is like super super dope um but yeah everything looks amazing i'm waiting for like a trailer trailer because we kind of kind of like this is what it's gonna be and here's some like concept art and stuff which is always super rad and everything looks dope but also um dude the hut band like the tatooine rhapsody or whatever that is that sounds amazing dude man uh so i would i would think we'll get a trailer sometime next month right that kind of seems to be what they like to do with the disney plus stuff is they Mm -hmm. they like to give us a trailer about a month out because you know marvel has that animated series coming out next month on the 11th right and they just dropped the trailer yesterday exactly um, yeah so I, I we probably got about a month and then we'll see a, a visions trailer i would guess can't wait man can't wait just just so much coolness what a great time to be a star wars fan right i know i'm jealous of my children's uh all right so let's get to the comic talk high republic volume one there is no fear written by kevin scott Pencils by Ario Anindito, inked by Mark Morales, letterer Ariana Mayer, colorist Annalisa Leone, and the cover artist is Phil Noto. And it's published by Marvel. Like all, like any Phil Noto covers are always fire. Yeah, the the covers are so good, man. Yeah, and like there's another thousand variants. Uh, of course. Yeah, that I didn't even like get to, but like there's a couple in particular. Like I think there's a Stellan Gios and a. Uh, the Avar Chris one where they like they're like almost photorealistic like it's a very like you know yeah a beautiful like drawing of them with lit by their sabers and it looks amazing and I don't know what to do with that knowledge <laughs> that these are what these people look like in real life um, but it looks dope but all these covers are like super super dope I was excited when they revealed Skier back when they're like and this is Jedi Master Trandoshan Skier he's a Trandoshan and he's like super like buff and like thick and like rad uh i was all about him so when this comic came i was like sweet we're gonna get a skier comic yeah especially after light of the jedi right when he made such a yeah impression on me at least i i came away from light of the jedi really enjoying that character yeah and that's like a good like this follows through on a lot of that kind of stuff like in light of the jedi spoilers you haven't read that book but he takes place he uh he's at the battle of Kerr, and like part of when that big fight with the Nile and they like start using their path engines and stuff, like mm-hmm. something explodes or something like a piece of debris slices into his vector and his it cuts his arm off. So like right. that's why in this comic he only has one arm because he was in yeah, like yeah. that's actually something I really liked about this comic because it kind of like seems like the beginning of this sort of like five issue arc syncs up with the tail end of light of the jedi and then goes past that right so i thought that was like it's a nice follow-up to light of the jedi yeah yeah like the way that they've been doing like i'm already caught up and i'm like halfway through out of the shadows already so like i'm seeing how everything is fitting like they're doing so good like they don't just do, oh, first this book happens, and then that book happens. Like, a lot of them kind of overlap, and they weave in and out of each other. Yeah. Um, like, Race to Crash Point Tower takes place during a lot of the events of, uh, what's the big one? The Rising Storm, but just, like, from opposing mm-hmm. sides. And there's, like, a couple of characters that go back and forth 
like they show up in in the race to crash point tower and then they disappear and they come back later but then if you read the other one you're like oh like that's where they were like they when they disappeared like they went over here to this other you know the they and they interact with those characters from the other book um so stuff like that is really really cool and the comics are like no different they are syncing up and yeah i I like it it seems so well thought out right and so well plotted out and you know i'm sure that is um you know part of the appeal of how long they've been working on this concept Mm -hmm. and the fact that they have like a pretty tight-knit high republic group that all work together yeah and toss stuff back and forth so i i'm pretty impressed with it so far definitely dude like so like the comic starts and they're on this planet and uh the character's name the main character she's a jedi named keeve trennis and she skiers padawan mm-hmm. and she has yeah. like two double sabers that like hook onto a little bandolier like and then they connect and she's got a saber stab like she is dope dude she, yeah she's yeah. real cool i uh i really like the fact that you know she's got a double bladed lightsaber or saber staff or whatever but mm-hmm. she's also not afraid to disconnect it and either dual wield or you know in some cases even just wield one i, I really like that touch yeah yeah she does like split it off like quite a few times like the art mm-hmm. in this book is dope like i love the it's really good yeah i love the art style like <laughs> it's like very OG like 90s like uh, maybe not OG but like it, it it reminds me of like some of the the art that I like to read when I used to read comics back in the 90s that were not Star Wars. Hey, I get a bit of a I get a bit of a Dark Horse vibe from it for sure okay. like yeah, Dark Horse sense. era Star Wars mm-hmm. like specifically maybe even some of the um the Old Republic comics or even okay. the last um the last arc of Tales of the Jedi which you know has sort of a pretty different art from yeah. the rest of that series. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, it's just really, really good, dude. I saw him, mm-hmm. uh, I did a, a, for Rebel Legion, had an event they called Rebelthon where they raised money for UNICEF. They had a lot of interviews with people and I got the blessed luxury of interviewing Daniel Jose Holder for it. But I, saw, I was watching it also and I saw they, they interviewed the artist and he was like, while they were interviewing, he was drawing Skier. And it was, like, super dope, because oh. then at the end of the interview, he, like, holds it up, and you just have this dope picture of Skier. And he's like, yeah, oh. you know, this this is what I did while we were hanging out. Anyway, I'm a dope artist, and this is my life. Uh, that That's rad. I like that. That is really cool. Uh, okay, so, like, they're on this planet, and she's, like, running around in this little, like, flying mini fairy kind of guy is like hey hey what are you doing hey 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 what's going on is that lightsaber are you a jedi hey can i can i make a a a video game reference here you know what it only if it's a legend of zelda oh you got me it's nobby (laughs) hey listen hey listen hey watch out listen (laughs) yeah Uh, that's what it reminded me of for some reason that's exactly what it is and i love her like reaction is like can you just be quiet for a minute like yeah, like, just... I like the fact that she's clearly annoyed, but she's not being, like, you know, she's not being, like, she... mean to the little dude yeah. about it. She's not, like, rude, but she's also, like, real no-nonsense. Like, real no-nonsense. She's like, 
Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. No, but we got to go like right now. Okay. Can you please like, you need to be safe. Like watch out right now. And then like, you know, trend ocean with lightsaber jumps out and attacks. Ah, and the little guy is scared. Yeah. yeah. And that's hilarious. Also, uh, master, your Wiimote batteries are at 10%. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So and can I just say, oh, like, uh, so I'm sorry, like, uh, real early on, like maybe first or second page, there's a really good look at her saber, and she's holding the, like the connected version of it. Mm-hmm. And man, that's a I love the design of that saber, man. Like the High Republic sabers are some mm-hmm. of the coolest designs we've seen in like a long time. They're so rad. Like Stellan Gios's like flicks open like a wine bottle opener and like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, who else had it? Uh, uh, I don't. Have you read uh, a Test of Courage? Test of Courage. It's That's... like it was the middle grade of the first wave one. Yes. Yes. Like that girl has one that's also like a light. It like turns from a saber a to whip. a whip. That's yeah. rad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I don't. You know. Just going, like, you know, just going into the comics mm-hmm. um, oh, today and reading the first five, it's nice to get more of a look at, like, the visual style of the High Republic stuff. Because I've only yeah. read two of the books. I read Light of the Jedi, Test of Courage. I'm on the third book now. I actually had to restart it because I took a break um, and forgot where I was, so I restarted mm-hmm. it. Um, and, you know, just reading the books, you have the covers. And you yeah. can get an idea. And I've seen a lot of the concept art that they were using to promote before everything came out. But you really get a sense of sort of the design stuff reading these comics. And that's been really cool for me. Yeah, for sure. It, like, adds that element that when you go back to the books, you can, like, you yes. bring it with you. You know, so, like, now I read, the like, the next books. And now when they say, blah, 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 like, Orbelin rocks in. And I'm like, yeah, that fool from the thing that had the mask. I remember. I remember him. You know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that that's another amazing thing that I love about this, and I wish like, because it doesn't happen. Like, there are so many novels of really really cool things that I love that I'm like, oh, I will never see. I don't know, Rin Riven die. I will never know what that dude looks like. <laughs> like, or right, you know, whatever. Like, whatever character from whatever random book that you shot was super cool. Come on, buddy, you buddy. Know. We yeah. all know what you're talking about. We're talking about we Gay Love Voss. <laughs> Yes. Okay. All right. Just come on. You're in. A, you're safe with us, buddy. Okay. Just let us okay. know. We all know. Okay. We all know what you're talking about. Uh, thank you for supporting me in it's this all... time of need. Yeah. Hey, man. If you were on Blue Harvest and I was like, man, I'm excited about all this Disney Plus stuff and where it's gonna go. I, I, I really hope. Yeah. You know, and you'd be like, yeah, we know Hulk. Mm-hmm. Ho- ho- That's ho- what you hopefully, the end of the year hits us with a bang. You know, I'm just just hoping to be excited towards yeah. the end of 2021, specifically the very the very yeah. end. Last, you know, around the holidays, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it would be it would be perfect to be read. Like in lieu of a movie, I, I'd like to be really happy at home. <laughs> oh, good times. Oh, good times. We Star Wars people. We love Star Wars. <laughs> Always something. There's a shot where she's like having a vision, like so she's like like her master ambushes her, and then there's like a dope fight with her and her master, and mm-hmm. like everything looks like the dynamic movement of the art. Is so dope. good, like, and that that uh, that sort of full page spread you're talking about when she yeah, has the vision, yeah. that would that looks like the coolest 
Spencer's black light poster <laughs> I've seen in a Star Wars comic in a little while. You, like, I can just yeah, imagine going exactly. into a Spencer's gifts and and looking at like all the 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 new metal T-shirts, and then that poster is yeah. hanging on the wall with a black light on it. Yeah, get that for your garage, bro. It'll be trippy, man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll set that up in the back of the room, dude. Uh, so yeah, so she's basically she's basically on this planet in the beginning on her Jedi trials, uh-huh. but she doesn't know it, right? Like, yeah, she's like she, he comes out and she's like, "Master, I'm I'm ready for my trials," and he's like, uh, "You're on your trial." <laughs> basically, springs it on her, right? <laughs> Which um, I don't know about you, buddy. Like w- back in the day. When I was a kid, reading like you know the Jedi Academy trilogy mm-hmm. and Tales of the Jedi, there's nothing that got me more hype than the term Jedi Trials. Yes, I was like, oh, this is the intersection of science fiction and fantasy. I am here for exactly. So like all like, and I love how, like I love seeing all of these moments of like the jet and like the different ways they teach, like. Cause he's very like, he's not mean, but he's also very like, no nonsense. He's like, yeah, well this is your trial. And then like at one part he's yeah, like, you know, these are the spires, blah, 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 blah. Like uh, many people have tried to climb then at the top is a pendant. Go get it. Did you put it up there? Yes. Yeah. And like, you can see, <laughs> you can see how that, that approach like skiers approach mm-hmm. has rubbed off and influenced Keeve a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, I, I love her character, and I love that she's, like, direct, and she's not, like, mean, but she's also not, like, you know, so many of Jedi are very paper cutter, like, yes, master, of course, and, like, not, like, cookie cutter, oh, well, you know, like, very I, I love that she's foul, foul math. Like, she, oh, yeah! They keep, having, <laughs> they keep telling her not to curse, and she keeps getting on to herself, and yeah. she can't help it. Yeah. Like, she keeps dropping Star Wars curse words, and she's like, uh. oh, can you please stop? Yeah, and she's even, like, like there's the scene where she meets Avar, and she's a little bit like, okay, stop, like, stop, fangirl, mm-hmm. stop, stop, you're embarrassing yep. yourself, like, you get in her head a little bit, and it's, like, kind of funny. Um, initially, when they announced the comic, and they announced some of these characters, and we saw some of the concept, and it was like, da-da-da-da, like, this and that, and Avar is the best, and this girl, like, really likes her. Like, I remember being like, oh, okay, like, that's kind of weird. You know, that's kind of, or not, like, weird, but that's, like, all right, like, that's what we got. But I'm so happy that like some of the things that could have been like different in a stereotypical way, like it's not, it's like, this is a very fleshed out, well thought out character. And the story in these comics so far, it's really about her. Like she is the main character of this comic series, at least in these first five issues. Yeah, it's it's about her in a big way, and I think it's yeah. really well done. Like, because you know, it's a character you would be sort of peripherally, oof, I messed that one up, <laughs> uh, um, aware of after reading Light of the Jedi, right? Yeah, you, you actually yeah. get more of a sense of skier in Light Definitely. of the Jedi. I feel like right, and then in this, the focus is more on his Padawan, soon to be former Padawan, because like, right. you know, in the first issue, you get to see her. Uh, complete her Jedi trial, and I, dude, buddy, I loved that sort of twisty turn moment of the how, like, what led to her actually becoming 
a Jedi and moving on yeah. from being a Padawan. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. So she's like, she's on the planet and she's trying to climb the little spires to get the thing. And then like this swarm of like interstellar locusts, like, yes, like locusts. basically like fly in through the thing. And it's like, oh, they're not supposed to go near. It's almost like the Purgle and rebels. Like they're not supposed to go near like, like nobody ever sees them, but they make a mess whenever they're around. Um, and then when she connects them in that super trippy blacklight poster, she like sees that what's happening is the like starlight beacons trend, like frequency is the same frequency that they use to navigate. So it's like mm-hmm. messing up their frequency. So she's like, Oh, change your frequency. And also I will like, you know, chase these guys. And she like gets them to like change course and starlight changes frequency and everything's fine. And like, what a thing you saved the village of the little flying yeah. people. Yeah, but in the mean in the meantime, the space locust basically destroyed those spires yeah. that she was supposed to climb to and get the uh, amulet or bracelet or whatever right, right. that Skier had put up there. So she thinks she failed right. her Jedi trial, right? And then like they go to Starlight Beacon and she's she's cursing a little bit. She's trying to apologize to Skier mm-hmm. and being like, "Can you like can I please get another chance?" I'm like, "I promise I won't mess yeah. up this time." And then it dawns on her after she meets Avar Chris mm-hmm. um, that she's about to basically be knighted as a Jedi. And there's this whole knighting ceremony that gave me the goosebumps. I'm not going to lie. It's Dude. been a little while since I've read a Star Wars comic and gotten goosebumps, but that one did it for me. It was really good. And like Avar Chris cuts off her like little, her yeah. little uh, braid and everything. And it's like her like quote unquote hero or whatever. Like that's really cool, dude. And yeah, then and Avar's got her really cool medieval looking lightsaber and yeah, she got her little crown she got her yeah. like, dope broadsword saber it's, white it's robes awesome. and they all done up because it's the uh it's the what like the dedication ceremony mm-hmm. that thing that we read about in light of the jedi and now you get to see like there's jedi and little floaty things being like yeah lightsabers up like it is all kinds of wonderful space lightsaber nonsense going on at that ceremony like lena yeah, so's I mean, there really like the- you really get the whole night Jedi Knights of the Round Table vibe yeah. in that one full page spread with the mm-hmm. for light and life moment with them all hanging up their sab or holding up their sabers. Yeah. And the, yeah, they're they're all wearing their fancy gear. It's big Man, it's and it's good. brilliant and it's a giant splash page and then like the last little panel in the corner is she's like holding up her thing and she like knows she passed her test and she's crying. And that was oh, dope. So, it's, so good. It's beautiful, dude. So good. It's real good. It's okay. real good comic book moment. Oh, it's so good. Okay. So, like, we get to, like, as the series moves on, she's now a Jedi Knight, and they're they're uh, they're still on board Starlight, but, like, Skier is also acting fishy. <laughs> like, at the end of the comic, he, like, runs yeah. off, and he's like, ah! Like, you can tell he's tripping, and you're like, wait, what? Why? And... I don't know what I thought, but like when I first read it, I was like, what is happening? And I thought it had something to do with the Nile. And I think now after reading it, I understand a little bit more, but well, I mean, I, I understand a lot more, but it's it at first, like I was very confused. I was like, well, why? Like he just got his arm cut off. Is there like what? I mean, not that that's like anything easy (laughs) to do, but it's going to regrow. Like that's the thing about being a Trandoshan, right? That stuff's going to grow back like my pet iguana's tail when I was a kid. <laughs> he got all scared this one time, and he flicked his tail at me. And that tail, it just went flying out the aquarium. My wow. Just went, and I was like, oh, no. 
And the vet was like, no, it'll grow back. He's, he's an iguana. He's a mini, lizard. Mini dinosaur attack, dude. Mini dinosaur yeah. attack. Uh, yeah. The next issue, they're like, they get like a distress signal from uh, a, oh, right, from a, uh, I don't know, some ship. And they go and they check it out. And they can, like, some of the poison fog is still there. So they know it's a Nile attack because the Nile comes in with the yeah. poison fog. And they're, like, trying to figure out what's going on. And, like, everybody's dead, dude. It's just, like, all these bodies. And it was, like, a hut ship. Yeah, it's and got a real horror vibe at the start of issue two. From here on out, this is a horror comic series. It's, it really is. Yes. And, dude, that, that splash page of the dead hut with the dead Gamorian guards that are laying around him yeah. on fire. On stuff. fire, dude? <laughs> like, this if is so was, crazy. If, um... If Lizzie Borden was a band in the Star Wars universe, this would be one of their <laughs> album covers. Album cover, right there. For sure, dude. This is where I was like, whoa, what? And there's like one, there's like a, a dude strung up in the back. Like, there's so much going uh, on here. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's bullet holes all in these huts and like they're on fire. Like, but um, I have read a lot of Kevin Scott stuff. Uh-huh. Kevin Scott did Dooku Jedi Lost, but before he was doing like that, that was like the latest thing I I think he did. But he did like these adventures in wild space that are like these kind of kid tales, and I think he did a couple of the like choose your own adventure ones. So the Kevin Sc- and some of the Star Wars adventures for IDW, and these are all very like kid middle grade like chapter books for young readers. So I was like, oh cool, Kevin Scott's doing a Star Wars High Republic thing, man! I can't wait. And this is the part where I'm like who is this man <laughs> like like this i came in being like oh it's the guy who did the little like green rabbit stories man this is gonna be cool like we're gonna get some jackson up in here what's going on uh and then it turns into a horror thing and i'm not even gonna say anything about the rising storm so let's just move on buddy i have <sighs> like i am feverishly list- trying to catch up on the audiobooks because all i'm seeing are people being like whoa rising storm and man i can't believe they went there in rising Dude. storm and i know it's on the precipice of someone ruining uh, ruining it so i'm really trying to get through and boy up. like and i like i'm the one you came on my podcast we talked light of the jedi mm-hmm. like and i know things that we were thinking and i know things that hit us and you're really gonna like this book <laughs> dude like i can't wait yeah I, there's so much like i I'm a little bummed that I let myself get so behind because there's so much coming, right? There's there's the um, graphic novel that I am very excited for and the manga, yeah. which I'm really excited for. So I do need to get caught up so I yeah. can try and stay. Like, uh, yeah, you're still, you're stuff. not too far. Like comics go quick and no. there's only like, you're only like two and a half books behind. So, you know. And then again, in two weeks, yeah. you'll be three and a half books behind. But we won't talk about that. It's I know, fine. man. It's fine. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, Audiobooks. Giving me anxiety yeah, sound. You're good. Ooh. You're good, dude. You're good. Just every time you My go to 7-Eleven, turn it on, man. Every time you run the vacuum, put headphones on. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I know. I know how to do it. Uh, so they go and they, like, they're trying to figure out what happened. They know it's an Isle attack, but they go ahead and, like, take the uh, bodies into Starlight so they can, like, do some research. And they figure out, like the what is it like the, the harvest or whatever came from another planet so they go to this little farm world to be like hey what's yeah, going they, on the huts came here blah, blah, blah. go ahead they they find evidence of like 
a barley type substance, like mm-hmm. some sort of um, grain, right, mm-hmm. on the ship. And the thing that makes this more than just like grain for food and, or whatever, you know, is that it's a essential ingredient in Bacta. Right. And Bacta is still sort of new on the market. Bacta is the hot new thing. <laughs> yes. And yeah. so they're like, well, they trace it back to this colony planet that was founded like 12 years ago and hasn't really been heard of since. Right. Like they they're sort of isolated. Um, so that leads them to that planet. Yeah. So like the like it, it's um like her and Ske- like Keeve and Skier and like Terret and Serik are these two like force bonded twin Jedi. And who, they're really cool. Yeah. They're dope and they finish each other's sentences and they are I don't know, they're just really, really cool Jedi. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I want a best friend like, like that. Um, they take the the idea of like the twin connected to the force to the next level because yeah, yeah they they finish each other's sentences. They they feel what the other one feels. Right. Like, right. Um, yeah. They, they. It's really cool how they wrote those characters, and I think um, I I really dig them. I can't wait to see more of them. I hope yeah they become more of a a focus going in or going on. Definitely, definitely. So they show up to like the little thing and they're like, hey, like, yeah, this is where we grow stuff and it's just us. And like, well, uh, yeah, a couple of people have been disappearing, like <laughs> like you know, weird little things. Oh, yeah, we lost a couple of people this last couple of months or something like that. And then um, like you can tell like one of the boss guys comes and he's like, what? what? Why are you talking to the Jedi? Don't talk to the Jedi. Uh-huh. They don't. And then they're like, OK, these people are like getting shut down by whoever. Um, so they kind of figure out that like this guy is the connection to the cartel and you know, the like village people are indentured or like being kind of mishandled and told not to talk and all kinds of stuff. And one of the, like Keeve follows one of the kids. One of the kids is like, come over here, come over well, here. Well, don't oh, forget which one. I can't remember which of the twins it is goes missing. Is, right. Is it Tarek or, or what's their names again? Uh, it's Tarek and Serret. So I think Serret goes missing. Goes and missing. I think Tarek yeah. is the one back. And I could be wrong, and if I am, I'm sorry. Yeah, and so, like, almost immediately upon landing on this planet, they're, like, poking around, talking to some locals. Some of the locals are being real cool Uh and, like, bringing them food and stuff. And then one of the twins just goes missing. Like, a children in the corn type situation where he sees a guy out in a field and goes to follow it and then goes missing. Yeah, and this is the second Um, part in the comic where I'm, like, what this is is this a horror story now like is it, it definitely <laughs> is it absolutely is yeah um yeah he goes missing so later i think like skier is like where'd you go like because skier is following him and goes looking for him and he doesn't find like his lightsabers on the ground or something like that right if mm-hmm. i remember correctly yeah and then um Later, they're all trying to figure it out, and then that's when the village people are like, yeah, a couple of people disappeared, too. We couldn't find them. Uh, and then Keeve follows this little kid who's like, hey, come with me. Yeah, we. Th- I think people are yeah, disappearing. She, she gets another uh, little sidekick. Yeah, it's a tiny little a little kid who's, like, hilarious. He's like, yeah, man, I think I know what's going on. Like, follow me. Follow me. And they go, and they, like, find a hole that goes out under the fields. Mm-hmm. And as they go through, eventually they come up, and it's like a Drengir nest, apparently. 
But, like, these dudes are strung up on the wall like LV-426, dude. This is, like, out of Aliens. Like, yes, they're, yes. like, you know, yeah. A lot of times, you when people talk about, like, things that would be neat to see in Star Wars and, like, something, like, sort of common you'll hear come up is, like, I'd like to see a horror movie or a horror story set in Star Wars. This is it. Yeah. To me, this is, this is pretty For close. For sure, you know? dude. This is um, it. And... Man, I don't know if you ever... I'm going to make another video game <laughs> reference on you. I don't know if you ever played um, the Halo games. Nah. But there's these enemies called the Flood. Okay. And the Flood are controlled by this big uh, giant plant being. And they have, like, they're connected through a hive mind and a root system and stuff. Right. And I'm going to tell you, buddy, I got serious Flood vibes from this. It okay. was pretty neat. Yeah, as your description is very apt. That is what it sounds like. These, <laughs> she goes down and they're like, they're all like wrapped up with the roots or vines or whatever. And it's like up their noses and like in their ear. Like it's horrible. And like you can see there's like a, uh, mm-hmm. a, uh, not a Greedo, a, uh, whatever they're called, a Rodian. Hey, uh, a Rodian. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. <sighs> Almost got us. <laughs> Uh, it sure did. I was slipping away by the, the second. And, buddy, you're the guy I always reference on Blue Harvest when I don't know an alien species. And I'm like, oh, Sal is going to give me crap about I this I yell one. it at my radio, dude. I just don't know if you can hear me. <laughs> Every time. I'm like, it's a, it was a tri- – it was a – I'm pretty sure it was an Ortolan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But so they go through and they come and she, like, pulls down uh, – is it Tarek or Sarah? Did we try this? Sarah. She yes. pulls down Sarah and is like, what's going on? And he's like, no, 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 it's here. It's... And then like the Drenjir come out and it's like this giant beast. It, it always reminds me of a, what are they? Like the Marlboros from Final Fantasy? Yes. Yes, buddy. Right? The, three video game reference. That's Boom! exactly what they Nailed are. It. They're Marlboros from um, Final Fantasy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, except they're way harder to... Actually, Marlboros are kind of hard to kill, but these are, like, way worse, it seems like. Like, mm-hmm. at one point, Avar comes down with, like, the dopest, like, slices it in half all the way from up above, and then it, like, heals up into two different ones, and you're like, oh, no. This is horrible. Yeah, and, and you know, the one thing that the Dringier don't have that the Marlboros do, that's that bad breath attack. You know what I'm talking about? I don't the, know, dude. The Marlboros they, like, always have an attack called... Yep. Bad breath where they blow on you and you get like every status effect, negative status effect in the game. I feel like, like they gave it to Skier. <laughs> they oh, kind of yeah, gave it to Skier, might... right? Like, you know what? Yeah. They might have hit him with the bad breath. At very least, he was confused. <laughs> he was attacking his own beeps. Uh, and it was like the crazy thing about it is that like, what is it? Like the one twin is like connected and like sort of infested or whatever like with the yes poison but the other so it's twin affecting one it affects two. the other one and like uh skier and avar chris are trying to like get the guy back at the ship who's going crazy and he that's when he like the spores come out of his mouth and i thought that was a real yes. like ben solo lightsaber moment where like one had it but the other one like transferred it to the other one through the force yeah you know what i mean and and the yeah and and it's real creepy how basically this giant plant species is communicating to the Jedi through the twin brother, basically. Right, right, right. right. 
Yeah. Uh, when they first announced the Dringier, I was like, okay, that uh-huh. sounds rad. That sounds cool. And like, I, they, oh, they're these plants, and they're very hard to kill, and you cut them with a lightsaber, and they just grow. Okay, cool. That sounds like a nightmare. That sounds awesome. I didn't realize until, uh, what's the book you're reading right now? Until out of, out of the dark, into the dark. Into that, the dark. That they talked. <laughs> yeah, well, buddy, I didn't realize until this comic what their backstory was. That, yeah. Dude, the backstory is pretty rad. Ooh. They, like, give a little bit of it. And they're like, we were... I got it here somewhere. Let's see. Like, like we were... We once spread across the galaxy, feasting, and the harvest was abundant, and others saw our power. And it's like these Sith with masks. And they're yes. like, but then they betrayed us, and then we were sealed away, and all this crap. Yeah, Which, so the fact yeah. that the Sith saw what the Dringir were doing, and we assume this is probably thousands of years ago, maybe right. even before the whole rule of two, right? Right, right. And then um, the Sith saw what they're doing, and they ha- they see an opportunity to not like necessarily team up, but go along with them yeah. until you know they don't serve the Sith's purpose anymore. And exactly. there's a real awesome piece of artwork that's like the Sith sealing the Dringir away, and there's like the big Sith monuments all around. Yeah. Oh, oh it's good. Yeah. It's really, really, really cool. Um, once again, the art is always amazing. And it's like a lovely little nightmare bedtime story. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's the part where, like, Skier is is infested or whatever. Oh, I don't know what to call dude. it. Possessed. Hey. And then he grows a Drengir arm, dude. How metal is that? Yeah. that That is real cool. Like, so, yeah, he gets infested with the Drengir. They're connected to him. He's... It, it's weird like it's it's almost like he's he knows it and he's trying to go along with it for some right part of his plan right well like yeah he's like, trying to use it to his advantage later he's like i'm trying to control them and like see their weakness you know like i'm mm-hmm. trying to like control them or whatever but it's like they're overpowering him yeah and as part of the process of being infested his missing arm regrows and it's all viney and he looks kind of like cable from the x-men it's real cool rad uh that's so it's crazy dude like and that's like and that's like like every end of the issue except for the like for light and life you're like oh no like i think the end of the the end of the like second or like the end of the first issue is when he's like tripping and screaming on starlight beacon and you're like well that can't be good and then the end of the second issue i think is when like sarah sarah (laughs) <laughs> like oh no uh-huh. and then the end of the third issue is where he's like possessed with an arm and he's like yes let us like get meat or something and you're like oh the harvest will no. be pure it will be bountiful this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg in williamsburg virginia there's never too much of a good thing whether you're a foodie a golfer a history buff a shopaholic an outdoor enthusiast or a thrill seeker You'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Um, oh, dude. So back on Starlight, they're like running autopsies. And there's this Jedi named mm-hmm. Orbelin who's like in this weird little masked kind of Jedi suit. Um, Orbelin is rad in The Rising Storm. <laughs> And is so oh, like really? you oh, are going to have cool. the pleasure 
of like when they say Orbelin and the Rising Storm, you're gonna be like, "Why well, know what I do?" So like, you're welcome. Yep, and I'm gonna know what it looks like. Oh, yep. perfect. He gonna have little robes on, or you're gonna be like, "Yeah, he, yeah. Looks, he is a he's an Ugor or something like that." But basically, he's apparently he's like protoplasm or something, but he wears a little suit oh. to contain him. And the only thing that I can think about is it reminds me of um, the guy in Hellboy 2 that smoke. Yes. You know? Yes, that's what I was going to say. Like, that's cool. That's kind of what he reminds me of. And in the book, there's like, oh, he spoke in heavily accented. And it reminded me of that guy. Like, well, yes. Yeah, so, like, because he, he had a hen accent, too. <laughs> like, Man, so, the, yeah. that on Starlight Beacon autopsy stuff with the hut body, gnarly. Mm-hmm. They're like, it is, it is oh, straight dude. up alien. They're autopsying the body, and then they're like, what's going on? These readings are crazy. Why is the hut moving? The hut's alive. No. Tentacles bust out of its stomach, and, like, all these drengier seeds are inside or whatever, like, drengier, like, and they come out, and it is chaos. Now it's chaos on Starlight Beacon. Yeah, it seems... So, I kind of just... I needed a little bit of clarification from you. My understanding of this is it was like a trap. That the drink, drink, the ba- dringier, drink, these plant guys had basically <laughs> sent a hut plant guy bomb out on okay. this ship. But no, I guess it couldn't have been because they got attacked by the Nile. Well, like then why? W- I think oh, the Nile are seeding them around to like yeah. spread. You know what I mean? To like, I think that's part of the Nile plan. They're also using the dringier. Uh, okay, and you know Does that what? Make it any just sense? hit me. Yeah. As I was sitting here talking, and I was like, well, the Nile, why would the... And then it all sort of clicked. Like the, oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, I mean... Yeah, because I didn't know yeah. if it, that was the case or if it was just dumb luck that this dead hut ended up on Starlight Beacon and exploded into, like, you know... I mean, it could a be... Zaxby's chicken salad. <laughs> Zaxby's. Uh, it could go either way. You know what I mean? Because, like... The the little colony or whatever is infested. So did the Nile bring him there? Because oops, I just knocked everything over on Axel's desk. Uh, because they didn't say anything about any Nile attacks. So like, is is that place just infested? Because they spread there and it spread to the 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 shipments or whatever, and the Nile just happened to attack okay. that ship. Or did the Nile attack the shipments and sort of seeded it there and it made its way back to the colony? You know what I mean? Like I don't know which way right. it's going, but I do know that the Nile are using the Drengir sometimes, somewhere, in some situations. Okay. Okay. All right. It's all clicking for me now. Okay. That's my final answer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, that is gnarly. And then while all the stuff is going down on the the planet Mm -hmm. and the huts show up there, you want to talk about another splash page that is crazy. Yeah. Uh, it, there's like this lady hut um, and she's all armored out with skulls around her neck Dude. and stuff. Yeah. And then she's, she's <laughs> on either side of her are Gamorians riding armored rancors. Armored with like rancors. He-man chest harnesses <laughs> on and stuff. Like nose piercings, like the, everything yeah. about this is rad, dude. Like this is so metal. This is it a is. Dragon Force cover. It <laughs> like, is, this exactly. Is, yeah. And they show up and they're like, the glorious Hut cartel is here. And I guess like they have also been, you know, I think it's like the Hut's cartel is what's 
they're the ones who are profiting from that that back to harvest or whatever. So they're coming. It is, and they say, they tell like the the huts. Basically, Avar Chris is trying to negotiate with mm-hmm. the huts, mm-hmm. the hut lady, and she basically says like, "No, we offered protection to this planet, and in exchange, they give us a certain amount of their harvest to profit off of." And Avar Chris is like, "No, man, that's a protection scam." <laughs> It's like, you know, it's your classic Godfather yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sopranos protection scam. Like, hey, yep. you're going to give me a little bit of your profit or something bad might happen to your business. <laughs> Same old huts, man. <laughs> yep. Uh, back on Starlight, like, as they're fighting the infestation, it's uh, Imri and Vernestra Rowe from A Test of Courage. Those are some of the yes, other characters I that are there. I did see that. I did see that. So the, oh, there's that light whip in action. Yeah, you know, like Emery's getting wrapped up, and she's like, "Kass, ginger tentacles gone." Uh, it's so dope. I have that other Avar thing. Okay, so like, Avar oh, ends up teaming up. Avar with the falling out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like her, she comes out of the sky, like slicing the entire ginger in half, and been like, "Let's roll." <laughs> yep. Like, I think that happened. Way I just put stuff out of order. My notes are bad today. Oh um, no, it's all good. I, I'm, I, look, I'm, I'm prone to hopping around <laughs> when I'm talking about this kind of stuff. So yeah, it's just it's too good, and there's so much like stuff, dude. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, Avar's like, she's like, oh well, blah 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 blah. Well, if you don't work, then this doesn't work, and this is how we need to like, we we have a common enemy, and the huts are like, no, we're never gonna like lower ourselves to you, Republic dog. Okay, well then we need each other's help to get out of here or something, and they turn around and there's all these drenger, and they're like. Fight with the Jedi, you know? Uh, well, like, well ah. no, remember, she contacts Starlight Beacon, and she's like, hey, can you do me a favor and connect me? Because Starlight Beacon is this giant communications uh-huh. beacon, right? Right. And she's like, connect me to all the planets that are suffering Dringer attacks right now. And she does, and it's all these different um, colonies and planets radio right, in right. for help. So what's clear is, is it's not just on this planet. And it's not just on Starlight Beacon. The stuff's right. going down all kinds of places. And that convinces the Hut to team up with the Jedi. And the Hut has like four billion mercenaries with her. They, all riding rancors. Like, yeah, that's enough mercenaries to start a war, is what yeah. Avar Chris yeah. says. The whole cartel rose, rolls deep and they like yeah. are fighting against the Drengir and um, Skier. <laughs> but like Skier. Gear and Keeve are fighting. And Keeve is like, there's a cool little scene where Keeve's like, how is this my life, dude? Like, we, I just got knighted. Like, things were fine. My master used to be cool. Like, he hacked up yep. a pirate the other day. I don't think that's cool. <laughs> like, you know, because when yep. they went on the, uh, like, there was a leftover Nile on that ship that they were searching. And he, like, cut him into pieces. <laughs> like, a lot of pieces. Uh, yeah, and several then, pieces. Yeah, that was the third part where you were like, mm, I don't know about you. <laughs> And your one arm, man, it's you gotta let it go, bro. Uh, but yeah, dude, it, it's so sick. Oh, and like a couple of times when he's attacking, he's like, by Sorik's blade or something like that, which is like this dope Knights of the Old Republic callback. Yep. Um, so I like that. I do think that's rad. Uh, the Drengir and the Nile have got to be the most like metal enemies of the Jedi in a while. I mean, the Nile literally listened to 
to metal music, it seems like, yeah. on their ships. I feel like they're more like thrash. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like they're they're like that edge, like that, like like the edge of like hardcore punk, <laughs> like screamo. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. whereas like like the Dringer is like 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 heavy like sludge metal, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like Sleep. <laughs> you ever heard that band Sleep? No, that'll, dude. That'll they have a song that's fourteen minutes long and nine of it is intro. Nice. It's, and it's real slow and sludgy. It's my kind of jam. Uh, oh, dude. Yeah. So like the end of the thing is like they team up with the huts. They, they, they're like beating the Dringer back, but the Dringer keep like forming, you know, like spreading and they can't quite beat him back. And Skier kind of breaks out of his thing. Like Keeve cuts his, his like viney arm off. <laughs> And he like recovers a little bit enough of himself to be like, "Hey, dude, I was trying to like see their weaknesses and see their secrets, and I but I can't. They're overpowering me." And Kiva's like, "Well, let me see what I can see, because like I did that thing with those space locusts. Remember, remember?" Mm-hmm. And like connects to him and sees like, "Oh, well, they're trying to like feed, so like maybe we can send them a signal." And they use Skier to tell them that like everything is like rotten, so that they leave. Yeah, she. She does some sort of force technique on him that she's like, there's no way this I'll be able to get this to work on you. And he's like, no, I'll, I'll let my defenses down. And explains that ever since his injury, um, he has been losing his connection to the force. Yeah, that's what Which it is. I thought was interesting. It's not very well um, explain well it not very not i wouldn't say it's not well explained but it seems like they're holding a little yeah. bit of that back for as I mean, a mystery right yeah he just says that like he doesn't really explain yeah. it which i guess there's no yeah. what would he know yeah but we're kind of just left at that yeah and um so she does this move on him and is able to link with him and then communicate and influence the Dringir because he's connected right. to them. Because it's like the hive yeah, mind. Basically, yeah. yeah, basically tells them, like, oh, all this meat you're trying to harvest is spoiled. And then they they start retreating yeah. and stuff. Which is also rad because then they're running away and they're like, unclean. <laughs> like, And they're like disappearing and it is crazy uh, and haunting and amazing. And this mm-hmm. was a horror comic book. And then, like, and I, like, I can't wait to see where it yeah, goes. The very end of it is like they're like, "Cool, cool, cool! It worked." Skier, skier, yeah. And he's like, "I not getting up." I hope <sighs> he's okay. Yeah, man. But you know, the cover to this uh, this issue of her of Keeve holding Skier. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, oh no, oh no." Oh man, like, like this is the first run, or like the first little arc of the first comics of the High Republic stuff, dude. I am loving the originality of the stories that we're getting. Like, not even to say anything of the really cool characters that we're getting. Yeah, and look, I love, I love a good Jedi versus Sith battle, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when you take the Sith off the table because you're working in this era, mm-hmm. era of Star Wars. Where this, you know, the Sith are working in secret, and the Jedi aren't supposed to be aware of their presence. Right. I think it really pushes them to come up with some cool stuff, and I think both the Dringir, to Dringir, I'm gonna have a hard time <laughs> with that one, and uh, the Nile. I think both of those are a really cool concept for enemies, yeah. for the Jedi and the Republic in general. 
I think it's like something that we could like, I think it's something that we've kind of needed for a while. Like it's really hard to find something that's an enemy to the Jedi. And it's been kind of like mm-hmm, easy mm-hmm. in the current quote unquote current era, because there are so few Jedi that you have Jedi that aren't really Jedi and they don't really know it, you know? And so like the whole battle is them trying to become a Jedi to fight the dark Jedi or, you know what I mean? Like, so everything is kind of a challenge, even right. if it's not a big threat, but now you have all of these amazing Jedi that are super well in tune with the force and now you have a threat that is completely different and out of left field, which is like dope. Like it, like it really reminds me of when we got Thrawn back in 1991, because like at the time, the idea was Thrawn was like, we need an enemy that can fight them. That doesn't feel like this is another evil guy with a lightsaber in the force. Um, right. Like a unique enemy who can like challenge them in different ways. And that's what I really like about the Drenger in the Nile is that they right. are clearly like coming at the Jedi with something the Jedi are not prepared to combat, which is dope. And, and like, look, yeah. like, I think you could say the same thing. Like, uh, it's not my favorite Star Wars book series, but I was way into it back in the day. And that's the new Jedi Order with the Vong, right? Right. The Yuzan right. Vong. Mm-hmm. That was another, uh, you know, fairly well executed. They're not my favorite. Mm-hmm, I prefer... Mm-hmm you know, the Nile and the Dringier to those guys currently. At yeah. Least. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. But it was another like nice attempt at having a big galactic threat. That's not a Sith. Um, you know, it's funny, funny enough that right after that series is when they were like, ah, just bring back the Sith. <laughs> we were lost. We, we were lost for again. a really long time, guys. We're a tribe. <laughs> we're back. Everything's cool. Yep. Guess what we're going to do. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. I just really like, I appreciate that uniqueness because we're getting stories like we have not gotten before. Like all of this stuff is giving us stuff that is like fresh and new, you know, not to say anything about the characters, like the character of Keeve Trennis is dope. Skier. I'm loving right now. Uh, so, you know, everybody, everybody light a candle for your boy Skier. Cause yeah, man, I'm, I'm gonna be real anxious. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, like who else is like, 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 uh, you haven't, re- I don't know if you touched on the high Republic adventures, but buckets of blood I haven't. is like, I've seen dude, so dude. much hype for buckets of blood. And I, like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Avar Chris is, is one of my favorite characters currently. In Avar Chris. I really yeah. like the character of Avar Chris. Like that, that triad, like, uh, cause it's like her and Stellan Gios and Elzar man that, that all like uh-huh. came up together. Like, yeah. In Light of the Jedi, you get a lot of Avar and a little bit of Elzar. In Rise, uh, the Rising Storm, you get a lot more of Elzar and Stellan. So, okay. like, you're going to get hey. to know those characters a little better. Can I just say one thing? Like, I'm really enjoying the High Republic stuff, but they could have cut me, Mr. Forgets Names and Gets Names <laughs> Confused Too Easy. They could have cut me a little slack with Avar and Elzar. Elzar, right? Avar, that's... yeah. I'm going to mess that up about a hundred times before it sinks in. Kind of like how leading up to The Force Awakens, uh, for months, anytime I'd bring up the title of the movie, I'd say The Force Unleashed. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. Cut me a little slack here. I think I did that too. Look, they're not doing you any favors <laughs> with the Drenjir either. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to listen. Like, I'm going to have to listen to some pronunciations of that and go to, like, speech class to get that one down. <laughs> Uh, it's just just train all trainings repetition. 
That's all it is. Um, yeah, I'm just going to work on it. Yeah. It's like how – did you hear – did you hear Eric Struthers make fun of how I say the word <clears throat> acolyte? Yes, uh, I did. Know, like Star Wars shows coming out. Star Wars acolyte. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so I'm not joking with you, Sal. I watched pronunciation videos on YouTube okay. all week leading up to this week's Blue Harvest. Okay. Like, in my head – like you got real dark with it and you were like in a sort of like memento situation staring at the mirror like acolyte acolyte like I with really cool yeah. all over my body like really cool key lighting off to the side and maybe some green off to the other side like you know super dramatically Jesse lit. comes home and I'm giving myself like a homemade yeah. tattoo that just says acolyte <laughs> yeah. like but you know how in a, a dictionary you'll have it in parentheses the how you pronounce yeah. it uh, pronounce it pronunciate yeah. oh my god oh my god pronunciate oh man we oh, love no, books here we love books favorite. here we do we love read reading real good we read them words all the times that's what we're, fa- we're favorites it's oh. our favorites them readings uh spelling bees oh my gosh <laughs> we would fail a star wars spelling bee Oh, buddy, I failed plenty of real-life spelling bee. <laughs> They'd be like, spell mustard. And I'd be sitting there thinking about like that mustard <laughs> bottle in my fridge and trying to visualize what it looked like on the front. <laughs> uh, you're like, yeah, there's got to be a trick here. There's got to be a trick. They wouldn't be asking mustard <laughs> if it was easy. There's got to be a trick. You always yeah. second-guess second yourself, man. <laughs> like that's, how, that's how I get when they're like, hey, uh, what, what is this thing? What do you want? Like, why are you asking me that? Why is it? It, it should um, be as Can easy. I get it used... Like Can our I mustard used in a sentence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is it is it color or color um, in European? Could you please pass me the mustard? <laughs> oh, dude, this uh, comic is definitely like one of the high points of comics lately. Uh, this one, I mean, this one and High Republic Adventures, to be honest. But I'm trying to think of what else is on the, is running right now. Uh, War of the Bounty Hunters. Oh, War of the Bounty. Duh. Dude, that thing is shaping up crazily <laughs> as well. If you are not caught up with that, you go, sir. Do that now. But like, I will. I I've, I read the first issue, like okay. the first War of the Bounty Hunters issue. But I need to catch up on some. Other like stuff. Uh, particularly, I think right now the uh, like I mean War of the Bounty Hunters is dope, but also like you know how it's like cutting into each of the uh, main lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We talked about bounty hunters. Like the bounty hunter story right now is like right now the tip top of that that crossover for me right now. Oh, cool. The stuff with uh, Valence and, um, yeah, every, uh, Valence, Dengar's there. Like, there's a lot happening, dude. It is all good times. <clears throat> but, yeah, man. Like, this, uh, I, some of the stuff that happens in this comic, like, I've already already read, like, The Rising Storm. So, you see a lot, a few connections, things that have repercussions over there. Um, so, that's pretty cool. To see yeah i oh, i'm i'm looking forward to it we'll see hopefully it's like i don't just keep getting high republic stuff piled on me that i'm just constantly <laughs> trying to catch up to man i did so well at first i i did both the first two books and then i was mm-hmm. like man i can't wait for the comic didn't read the comic, <laughs> didn't read the comic until today on Still work waiting. breaks <laughs> yep nice dude I, yeah but like sometimes i like getting it all together i just i don't have the patience to wait for the trades like i can't yeah. wait like, so, I you know that's it. kind of one of the things i was sitting there thinking as i was reading it like i like the artwork and the story so much that like i might look into 
not even the trade, the hardback when they put it out. Because don't uh. they do like the trades will be like five issues, and then they'll do, you know, the second trade, and it'll be you know six through ten or whatever. Right. And right. then they'll combine those two into a hardback. Yeah, they do that sometimes. Uh, and they're generally like they those ones are like very very like nice. They're like a little bit bigger than a comic book size. So mm-hmm. like yeah, the art's blown yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, so that's really really cool. Um, I don't have any of those myself. I was thinking of getting actually. You know what? I just bought one. My first one. I got the. Uh, I'm getting the hardcovers of the Age of Republic, Resistance, and Rebellion. Oh, that's cool. Uh, because it like the soft covers. There's like one that's heroes and one that's villains. So like they kind of do it half and half, and it's two. But if I just buy the hardback, it has all of them together. Uh, you know that's cool. And right now, I was able to find a good price. Um, I'm kind of selling my comics and getting graphic novels right now. Yeah, because so, it's going to contain the same inf- yeah. the same amount of story. Like that's why. I was kind of thinking about getting the hardbacks. And yeah, yeah. I won't lie to you. You know, they released the two-volume omnibus collection of the old Knights of the Old Republic comics this nice. week. Nice. And it's it's the entire run split yeah. in the two omnibuses. And I have um, the first two omnibuses for Star Wars, the Marvel years, the old okay. school original run yeah. of comics. And they're awesome they're really really nice so that knights of the old republic bundle seems pretty appealing to me yeah. i might have to bite I the just, bullet and get those i got a long box because axel started collecting comics too and i was like well you know what let's just get like let me get this stuff out of this weird shelf that always looks all dirty and that's a bunch of comics piled high so i got a long box and i was like i'll put mine in here and you can put yours at the end and we'll have a nice little collection together you know and i couldn't fit all the star wars comics in one long box dude and I was like, okay, like this is this isn't this is bad. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like, and I was like, you know what? Like, let me look. So, at what's the my dude? Uh, what's my dude? Axel like to read? Uh, right now, he just picked up that like Shang Chi versus everybody or something like or versus Captain America. I don't know what's happening, but he got oh, okay. he's like all into Marvel right now. So he picked up that oh, okay, Shang Chi. Cool. Um, what else is he picking up? He picked up some indie comic called Ha Ha. Oh, Masters of the Universe just came out. We go to the comic books store like oh. every week. There's a prequel to Revelation, oh. Master of the Universe Revelation. Oh. He just got the first issue. I forgot that's coming out. I might have to go out and get. I love He Man. I might have to go out and get that uh, this weekend. I'm like looking through his. I comics forgot right that now. came out. Ooh, Usagi Yojimbo, Dragon Bellow Conspiracy. Ooh. So, yeah. My dude Axel's got some pretty good taste. He's picking some stuff, man. But he always gets like, he's he's scared to jump into anything that's like ongoing. He's like, ah, this is issue like 22 already. I can't jump in now. I'm like, dude, you can jump in, oh, in the middle. You don't I have to totally, know. You know. I totally yeah. relate with that, though, <laughs> from being a kid. He won't do it. And being like, oh, man. Yeah, that's why you got to wait yeah. for like the, because Marvel and DC both do it where they reboot each. Yep like yep. it seems like every year every couple of years they're like we're coming out with x-men number one yep. again yeah and that's a good place to jump on so that was me dude i was like man i started at x-men 282 man like it wasn't it wasn't x-men number one till the next year you know and then um you know mm-hmm. wolverine number 38 <laughs> yep uh but yeah he's like he gets he was like he's wanted usagi ojimbo he loves usagi ojimbo but you know, it was always number 12, number 22, you know, and then they just started a little mini series. And he's like, number one, I got it. So, yeah. Nice. Go to the, 
Good times. Good times at the comic store with the boy. Uh, and they already know what Sounds he likes. awesome. <laughs> so, like, the, he used to buy those Mega Man comics, and they haven't been printing any for a while. So he walked in, and he was like, hey, man, I got something for you. And he, like, called Axel over, and he's like, right here, dude. And it's like a little Elec Man action figure. He's like, out of box, dude. 15 bucks, dude. But you're a Mega Man guy. You got to have this. <laughs> you know? And he's like, nice. Axel's like, man, 15 bucks, though. That's three comics, dude. Like, I don't know if I need Elec Man that much. like, Or if I need three <laughs> comics. Like... That's awesome. I'm like, decisions, decisions, man. You gotta, you gotta, what are you gonna do with the Lech man? <laughs> you know? Uh, he also recently bought that Skeletor, like the Masters of the Universe toy. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, he was like, this is $14, dude, but I need it. And I was like, all right, it's 14 bucks, dude. That's like three comic books, man. I got like, that very, I got that very same Skeletor sitting on my my table over here. I know the pull of that Skeletor. It's he a didn't good figure. He didn't open it. He hung it up on the wall. It's on the wall now. Nice, my <laughs> so he, man. He's got it hung up on the my wall. Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, next to um, over at Star Wars Geek Girl, they, I guess they heard him talking about uh, how happy he was the Dirge is coming back. He's been catching up on Doctor Aphra, and uh, he didn't dive into War of the Bounty. He read the first War of the Bounty Hunters. But not the other stuff, just the Dr. Afro stuff, because he was waiting for Dirge. And they sent him oh, nice. a Dirge action figure because he was like, man, let's go look for like Dirge action figure. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if we're going to find one. We went to a couple of collectible stores. We couldn't find anything. A couple of weeks later, we got a little package and they were like, hey, man, hope your search for Dirge is looking good. And they gave him a Dirge action figure. So he's got it on the wall. Oh, too. that's awesome. Man, I tell you where he could have found that Dirge action figure is Frank and Sons. Yep. Still, man. If you want to find something, Anything, Frank yeah. and Sons. Any- Frank and Sons is like that um, that warehouse where they locked up the Ark of the Covenant at the end of Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. Exactly. Damn. Yeah, man. We used to go to Frank and Sons looking for... My friend used to look for import Dreamcast games. <laughs> Woo. That is a niche market. And I bet you he found some, didn't he? Yep. He would be like, yo, this is, like oh. the, this is a samurai game that we can only get in Japan. Where are we going to play it? You know, and then he would have to like, you know, find patches or something like that so we could understand what it was saying, like because we could we wouldn't know what we were playing. <laughs> well, it's in Japanese, so I don't know how That's to play it. That's awesome, <laughs> but it was red. Man, uh, it has been a pleasure talking with you. I don't know, you got anything else to say about these comics other than the High Republic rocks? No, I think they're awesome, and if you haven't checked them out yet, you should absolutely check them out. This is a it. horror story. Get into it, it y'all. Is. Like this is it, dude. Like. Kevin Scott is not going soft. Like Kevin Scott is coming at everybody hard with Drenger horror. It's so good. Uh, yeah, the next arc is already started and it's like, looks like it's shaping up to be something really, really cool, but I'm really, really interested in following Keeve's story. I assume she's going to be like the main character of the entire run. And I can't wait to see how her story plays out over all the phases of the high Republic. Cause I assume that it's going to like keep, keep on keeping up as more things happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I really like the character. And so if she is the focus of, uh, you know, the Marvel comic series, mm-hmm. I am 100% in dope. Same here. All right. Later. Don't uh, do things with the huts. Well, unless they offer you the help of their cartel and rancors, that's kind of cool. Uh, make sure you're not meat for Dringier Hawes. Where can people find you on the internet before you get out of here? At Blue Harvest Pod on Twitter and on Blue Harvest and High Potion. They're both podcasts. 
Sweet. Uh, you can message us on our website at Anchor if you want to send us a message or anything. And hit us with a rate and review, man. We need some. Get us five stars, man. It's nice. Like Nobody's done it in a while. It's just, it's just nice. Though. If you got an iTunes account, hit us up, man. Hit I got to tell you. Like, ain't it a bummer how hard it is, how hard you got to hustle for iTunes reviews? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it is weird. Like, it is weird. Because I, I know you and I know me. Mm-hmm. We know how many mm-hmm. people listen to the show. Mm-hmm. I know how many people listen to Blue Harvest every week. You know how, how many people listen to this wonderful podcast. And the numbers don't add up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm looking <laughs> at a small percentage. I would like it to go higher, please. Please. Yes. Could I That's- get... Maybe fifteen percent of <laughs> just a little, <laughs> just a little bit more, like just a little bit more. Just if you got an iTunes account, do me a favor, man. Just hit us. I with feel it. like I'm trying bit. to negotiate with the huts, getting these iTunes. <laughs> just come at, if you got a rancor, man. Write it on over and give us a five star review. That's all I ask. <laughs> that is all I ask, sir or ma'am. Uh, 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 that is all I ask from my high republic people. Um, next week we're catching up with the Bad Batch and I'm probably going to dive back into comics again before I start getting into High Republic books. So expect some more High Republic stuff coming on this podcast. Um, because I am hella hyped for it and I want to talk about it with people and that's it. Heck yeah. Heck I yes. want to come and talk about visions when it comes. I'm, I'm throwing it out here now. All I right. would like to come All on right. the show and talk about visions. If, if nobody else has got dibs or, you know, I understand. I'm going to put it on the calendar, bro. All right, I'll be here. That's what I do. August twenty second. Oh no, no, it was September twenty second. September, September twenty second. Okay. I'm gonna call you up August one. Where are you? We're supposed to podcast yeah. today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. This is the end of the podcast. High Republic. Don't get eaten by metal giant crazy things. For the survival of the Republic. Kill you. The fate of all Jedi. For control of the Force itself. <laughs>